Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Greenbar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Greenbar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. John Mosaloc's coming up at 11.30, but I just can't help myself. Got to talk more baseball, and this is our spring training report. First one of the season on Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Norm's Bargain Barn and Wilkie Window and Door, and by St. Louis Composting, Growing Gardens and Making Memories. Let's go to Jupiter, Florida, and a live visit with KMOX's Matt Pauley. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Tom. How are things down there? Sonny Gray got to throw on a gray day as he got a little break from the rain, didn't you? Yeah, that was the only sunny part of today so far, I guess you <laughs> nice. could say, because the rain is really coming down. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, like we just heard on top of the hour news, Daytona 500 was canceled today. It is it is super rainy here in uh, Florida, but there was about a 90-minute window, and it hit at the exact right time. So Gray was able to get a live BP session in. Uh, it was really fun watching him as he uh, was very um, – we've seen the communication with him so far, uh, and – between pitches, he would stop and talk through things with Wilson Contreras on what they're looking to do in any given situation. And then once that uh, session got done, he brought all the catchers over and also pitching coach Dusty Blake. And they spent a good five to ten minutes kind of doing a full postmortem of what just happened, when he wants to throw, what and where and why. Uh, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Lance Lynn also threw a side session today. So it wasn't live BP. At one point, Pedro Pajes uh, kind of stood in just so he could have somebody in the box. Uh, but those were really the only things that happened this morning. The bearded Lance Lynn, who has to be happy hearing that his Salukis beat uh, the uh, Indiana State Sycamores. He lives right by SIU, even though he's a, an Ole Miss alum. I'm sure he's happy to hear that. But going back to Sonny Gray, I had heard when the Cardinals signed him that he does that, talks to pitchers and catchers after his session and explains everything. What I didn't know was in detail how he does that during a live BP talking to his catcher. Can you take us into that even further as to what you observe during those sessions? Yeah, so we've seen two different things. So when he was just doing a straight bullpen session, what he would do is he would identify the situation. He would say, right-hander, 
oh, oh, count, looking to get into the hands to get a swing and a miss. Like that's how specific he would be. And every single pitch, he was saying what he was trying to accomplish with that pitch. And his idea behind it was, if you say it, you visualize it. If you visualize it, you can do it. So then it's a little bit different when he's going through the live BP session where he actually is facing hitters. It's not as much communication for every single pitch, uh, but when, when there is a situation that for whatever reason he feels like there needs to be some more clarification on, he will stop and he'll communicate something to, uh, to his catcher, which was Wilson Contreras today. And at one point it looked like, Contreras wasn't totally understanding of what Sonny was was saying, and they, Sonny didn't just like accept it and move on. He made sure that he was on the exact same page with Contreras before they would move forward. Uh, and it's uh, he is so deliberate about everything he does. It's pretty impressive. Contreras is interesting to me too. I'm really impressed with him. The way that he handled last year and the way that he has approached this spring and I like how he talked up Riley O'Brien. I saw those reports. And then also the fact that he is already off in this great start with Sonny. Could you observe Wilson for us as a leader and starting catcher? Yeah, I think he's really feeding off of Sonny Gray, which is kind of funny because generally people feed off of Wilson Contreras. That tells you something about Sonny that Wilson is actually able to kind of feed off of him. And it, it almost kind of justifies the the energy and excitement and intensity that Contreras brings to what he does on an everyday basis. I get the sense that he's loving catching Gray and I think Gray is already having an impact across the entire pitching staff. Now, some of these guys who do things the way they do them, they're not going to change because of it, but it just seems like there's a little bit more intensity and you could, you could find a million different things to trace that back to. But I think one of them is for sure that Gray has become a leader on this staff. I've heard a lot about Sonny Gray and now Lance Lynn throws on the side. I know that Steven Matz has been out there and uh, Michaelis. What about uh, Gibson? What, what have you observed from Kyle Gibson? Yeah, you know, so far we, we've gotten the chance to talk to him a couple times. Man, he's uh he's a really interesting guy to talk to, and just kind of his approach towards uh, towards everything. He went through kind of his um, he's changed himself a, as a pitcher, and a lot of people talk about his sweeper. Well, his sweeper it, he used to throw a slider. He doesn't throw the slider anymore. He now throws the sweeper, and he went through this really intricate description of why he's having so much success with the sweeper in part because a lot of hitters knew what his slider would do and they were almost guessing on where the pitch was going to end up and it ends up somewhere completely different uh, with the sweeper. Uh, the other day uh, around Valentine's Day, he came in and he had chocolate bars for the entire team. Uh, he does things like that. And this is uh, there's been so much made about the, the culture and the leadership and all those tag words we've heard a million times this offseason. I think we're starting to see why Kyle Gibson is the kind of guy they wanted. I mean, don't forget, he was a 15-game winner last year. I know people try to dismiss uh, wins and losses in terms of a pitcher's record, and that's not the most important thing anymore. But 15 wins is still 15 wins in the bigs, and, and that's something. So he comes in coming off a 15-win season and clearly trying to impact. He was the guy who was going up to other people across the clubhouse and introducing himself and, and finding out their names and everything. So he seems like a really good fit so far. Yeah, 15 wins for a very good Orioles team. Matt, last thing, just looking at this week, lay it out for us. Full squad workouts start tomorrow. I know that you will have countdown to opening day on Thursday, and then the first game, Grapefruit League game on Saturday. 
yeah, we're less than a week away from some great Fruit League action, which is action, uh, which is awesome. Of course, a lot of those games uh, right here on KMOX. Today is the day where full squad reports. Now, most players have already arrived, but some players still do need to uh, officially report. They did not have to be in the clubhouse this morning. They just have to report basically to Jupiter at some point today, and the team needs to know that they're here. And then tomorrow they will uh, go through that first full squad workout. And Oliver Marmel is fired up. He's been talking so much about being excited about having his entire group in the same room together. As many position players as have already been here, tomorrow is when they have to be here and have to go through the process. And, uh, you, you know, it's another mile marker in this uh, spring training as we get closer and closer and closer to opening day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him with an actual full spring training. I mean, he doesn't have to deal with COVID or a lockout or a World Baseball Classic. Give this guy a spring training, for goodness <laughs> sakes, and a full roster. Isn't you know? it wild when you really think through the past few years? You, you had WBC, you had a labor situation where you didn't yeah. have a full spring training, all the, the COVID stuff for the two years before that. This truly is the first normal spring training in what, five, six years? It's it's wild. Yeah, it should be good. John Mosalock joining us in about 15 minutes or so, but we appreciate the update very much from Jupiter. Have a good one, and I'll see you down there pretty soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Tom. All right, Matt Pauley, Spring Training Report, sponsored by Norm's Bargain Barn, Wilkie Window and Door, and St. Louis Composting, Growing Gardens and Making Memories. Lutz Fan and Steel is next. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! What? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. I love this time of year. Let's get going with some soccer now. And St. Louis City SC Sporting Director Lutz Steel is with us on a bright, sunny day in St. Louis. It's going to warm up, Lutz. That's what we want. A little spring weather coming our way. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. You ready to go? Tuesday, Houston Dynamo, CONCACAF Champions Cup. Hard to believe we are 48 hours away from opening the doors over at City Park, but here we go. Yeah, definitely was a, a long break. You know, I'm just sitting in my office looking down on the fields and the boys are training. 
uh, as you said, on a nice, bright Sunday morning. Um, yeah, definitely very excited. Uh, two home games, you know, it's like really, I would say, a celebration of soccer uh, to be to be back again on the field and uh, kicking off the season with two home games. Uh, it's something special for sure. I saw an aerial photo of City Park on social media. It looks unbelievable how the pitch looks, how green it looks in contrast to the snow that's on the ground outside in downtown West. What a beautiful picture that is. Never gets old, huh? Oh, definitely an amazing picture. If you would look at the, the two training fields right next to it, they just as green as the stadium. Uh, so definitely, uh, yeah, very good infrastructure and ready to go. I'll tell you who's happy to be there, and that is Chris Durkin. And he has some mixed feelings, I'm certain, uh, in leaving one place and coming to another. But here he is. I wanted you to hear your new midfielder, Chris Durkin, from D.C. United. It's hard leaving a hometown, leaving my family where you know they can come and watch the game um, and drive two hours to come and see it. So that is a sad part for me. But um, I think this is a fresh start, and I, and I love a new opportunity. And to be in a situation like this, you know, I look out and see the stadium, it's like, I want to play there. I'm looking forward. I've heard a lot about the fans. Um, I'm excited for stepping foot on the field for the first time and seeing that in person. Wow, I love hearing that too, don't you, Lutz? Uh, w- what an addition he is, Chris Durkin. Yeah, you know, it's only two hours flight away from home enough for his family to come, so it's uh, not too bad. You know, Chris was in, in Belgium for two years in St. Croix, where I, I really uh, noticed him before he went back to D.C. Uh, definitely a player which, which fits like a glove plus from his playing style. He's a, a very good attitude. He's hardworking. Um, he's always on the move. So, uh for him, uh, also having a really good season, I think he's he's definitely uh, burning to be out there and actually soak up the atmosphere coming from a team uh, like DC, where they don't have that big crowd like we do. So I think for him, it's uh, it's a fresh start for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very positive about Christian. He just turned 24 10 days ago. The young man playing as a midfielder for your team. You are loaded with talented midfielders. Um, uh, when you look at that group specifically, how do you view your team and where you have come and, and what is to come? Yeah, you know, basically looking at the whole the whole squad in total, and uh, uh, in the end of the day, you shouldn't really uh, put too much um, stress anymore on last season. But let's be fair, we didn't really lose apart from uh, Nico Jalakini, a player who started lots of games. He kept the full group together and added three uh, very promising young players. Uh, you mentioned uh, Chris Durkin, uh, Thomas Potlin, and Nicholas Stewart. So, so we added we added quite some young talent, and only lost really one potential starter. And uh, I think that's uh, something where we really can look positive uh, in, into the new season. And yeah, you said it. It's, it's a young group. Uh, it's a group with, with a high ceiling. You know, we are definitely uh, reached uh, our, our, our high yet. And I think uh, the only thing is we need to stop thinking about last year. It doesn't count anymore. It counts for nothing. It's, it's a fresh start. We need to be, again, very sharp from, from the first moment onwards to have a good start. And, you know, once you create that momentum and you can carry it over, that's always a, a good way to start a season and to have a good season. I do think that is a very good theme for the year for this team. And on that note, here is Edward Leuven. I wanted you to hear this as well. This is what he said right along the lines of what you just commented here on the show. Depends on the, the expectations from, from outside, and I'm not talking even like of 
the league or like people outside, I mean like more within the club. I think it's going to be very important to be patient, to be calm, to be realistic and to go game by game. That's how we approached it last year. We were not like, we're going to be first in the Western Conference, we're going to break all the records. That's now not how we did it. Like we, we weren't even talking much about like uh, clinching the, the playoffs. We were like step by step, you know, like go five games and go the next five games. And like, as you already mentioned, the season is long. And I think it's going to be very important to, to be smart about it. I agree. That is exactly how you went about it. And I think you would as well, Lutz. But in addition, I kind of felt like last year at this time, there was a little bit of an edge to everybody over there because they were picked last or next to last. And do you need to recreate that at all? Like, do you have to have any sort of, hey, nobody believes in us kind of thing? You know, an angry team is usually the best team. So um, uh, a team which is which feels satisfied, what was achieved uh, is usually a team who fails. So for us, it's important to, to, to be hungry, to stay hungry. Uh, predictions, uh, of course, last year that really worked well for us. And everybody thought uh, we are terrible, uh, you know, and uh, and it turned out we were not that terrible after all. So I think that perception might change change a little bit. But then again, listening a little bit around now in Coachella to to other teams, you know, they still they still think that uh, we are not as good uh, as uh, we were last year. Uh, so you you still get that feeling that. Yeah, they take us a little bit more serious, but they still don't believe that we have the quality what they have. And that's always nice to nice to be the underdog. Um, however, at home, I think when we're playing at home, we don't want to be the underdog. We want to be the, the boss in our own castle. Uh, you know, we want to have that fortress. And that's always a, a way to, to set the tact for the season when you're opening with two home games. So we want to be, we don't want to be the team which, uh, which is just always underestimated. When we are playing at home, um, we definitely uh, want to show what we made of. This is Lutz Fanatiel, Sporting Director of St. Louis City SC. It is amazing, actually, that you did all that you did, missing Klaus for as long as you did. My question is twofold. One, what does a healthy Klaus bring to the table? And two, the loss of Nico, certainly he was important to Klaus's success, wasn't he? How do you account for that there? Yeah, you know, I mean, Klaus, uh, as you know, I mean, I had him, I took him as a young kid uh, from, from Brazil to Germany. So, um, you know, I, I know I know him like a little bit like my own son in some ways. Uh, so he never really had any injuries all his life. But then he had last year, uh, this very nailing injury for quite some time, which turned out longer. But but he's 100% fit. He's healthy. He was healthy towards the end of the season. And, and he had a good off-season, uh, now a good pre-season. So there's nothing really to worry about him when it comes to to uh, being sensitive to injury because he never had one apart from that one last season. So I'm very positive there. And yeah, we had, uh, of, of course, Nico. You know, Nico played played a big role. Nico uh, was was well will always be a St. Louis City legend because he was a, played a big part in our in our first season. But uh, it's always like that in, in football. Some the players will come and players will leave, and you not always can can stop it. Um, Nico wanted to leave, and we got a good offer, and we thought this is the an opportunity for, for, for everybody involved to, to make the right step and also give him the opportunity to make the, night, the next step. But don't forget, we have Mr. Madinder and a player uh, which stepped in uh, when, uh, when 
well, when Klaus was injured and also when Nico was not playing for some time and did reasonably well and scored lots of goals and Sam is definitely a big asset for us. So we do have a lot of players out there which can step up. Uh, Torreson, which we clearly said when we signed him last uh, summer that he will be more a player for us in the new season. He needed a time to adjust. And he's naturally a, a second striker or he can play in the attacking third, everything. So we do have different options up front. Uh, Jackson played uh, a lot of times like a, like a, like a high nine, like a, like a secondary striker. So it's not like that we, we just depending on one or two players. And then last thing for you, and this is another kind of strategy question here, but you have such great defenders. I mean, you got one of the stalwarts in Tim Parker. We all know you have the best goalkeeper in Roman Berkey. The strength is certainly there, but is there anything that needed to be worked on? Did you need to get it out of your own end better uh, as the season went along? And is that an emphasis? You know, uh, defending is not always uh, just the back four or the, the defensive midfielders. It's, uh, defending starts with the attackers, and only if you defend as a unit you can be successful. So it's always easy to blame the back four to concede a goal. Um, but still, uh, yeah, I think you you poked me there on the on the right spot. Yeah, it's not it's not uh, it, it's obvious. It's very obviously to see what we did in, in off season. We we signed another left back. We signed another right back because that was areas where we thought we need more depth. You know, we had with uh, Lewinsky and also Markanic guys who who performed well. But we need just more than one player there, so we need to be stronger. Uh, in that department, that's what we worked on to get the young and talented players in again. You know, we talk about a 20, 22 and a 24-year-old. And then, of course, uh, as you mentioned, Chris Turkin before, that's a, that's a defensive midfielder, a yeah. hard-nosed working guy, uh, like a, a guy who likes to be to get stuck in and, and defend and work hard against the ball. And that's also a very important part of our, of our back four, is a player like Turkin who just plays in front of them. It's going to be a lot of fun to see you on Tuesday against the Houston Dynamo, that game at City Park, the CONCACAF Champions Cup opening match, and you will open the MLS season on Saturday night against Real Salt Lake. Here we go. It is time to play at City Park, St. Louis City SC, those games on Y98 FM. We are proud to be your partner, and thank you very much for joining me on these Sunday mornings. We look forward to the visits. Have a nice Sunday. You too. Lutz, Fan, and Steel. From one director to the other, the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals, John Mosellock, is next on KMOX. In about 15 minutes or so, we're going to head over to Daytona. Chris Blair will give us an update. General Manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, Daytona 500 has been postponed. It's been raining there, and it's been raining in Jupiter, Florida as well. We say hello to John Mosellock, president of baseball operations. Still coming down over there? Good morning, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely pouring right now. Ugh. So, uh we were certainly fortunate. Uh, we had a light day scheduled, and we were able to get uh, Lance Lynn's bullpen in. Sonny Gray was able to, to throw alive. So, overall, we were able to accomplish what we needed to today. So, we got lucky at a small window. But, yeah, I feel bad for all the people that are down here uh, for President's Weekend because it's, uh, it's definitely not a beach day. Yeah, it's a soggy day in Florida. Well, hopefully they can stick around. you got a game coming up on Saturday, which is exciting. We have it on KMOX. Really love this week, ramping up to that. And full squad workouts start tomorrow. Is everybody in? You still waiting on a few? I think there's still a few people um, that haven't reported when I say that, um, they may have today. I've been up in my office uh, most of the morning. But 
you know, right now, I, I don't think there'll be any surprises or, in other words, no-shows. So uh, hopefully uh, everybody can get in uh, and there's no travel delays. And uh, we can hit the ground running uh, mid-morning tomorrow or early afternoon. Looking forward to all of that. I'll be down there in about uh, a week or so. Looking forward to getting down there for a bit and, and seeing some guys. And I'll be back down again for the last two weeks and catching a bunch of those games and seeing a lot of Sonny Gray. I think this is a, a big development for the Cardinals. You went out, you targeted Sonny Gray, and you got him. Uh, he threw a live BP today, and that is exciting. I mean, I, I think that seeing him communicate, and I had heard all of that about him, that he likes to gather people after sessions and talk about what he did. I didn't realize how active he is and how verbal he is during sessions. That's a big part of his repertoire, isn't it? Well, he's, he's all about process and preparation, and you know he takes that with him wherever he's practicing. And I think he's a, he's a great example for some of our young pitchers to see about how you go about your job. And you know when you look at somebody that, that ends up having the type of career he has, I know he was a first-round pick. I, I, I know he was high profile, but he figured out a way to stay very relevant and, and find success, and, and he does that through hard work, through working smart. And um, it's, it's really been impressive to watch how he does work with, with anybody that wants to listen. So um, young, old, experienced, he is there if you want to be a part of it. And I think that's great. And working with Wilson Contreras, year two for Wilson. I thought he uh, handled year one quite well, just a, a get-to-know-you year. And here he is in year two. He is your starting catcher again. He is working with Sonny Gray and others. Just your observations of Wilson as the catcher for your club. Well, I definitely think you could look at last year, uh, you know, sort of like the reverse of that opening line. That was the best of times, worst of times. Um, I think like the first half was difficult for him. I think just the enormous pressure that was being put on him, whether it was personal or, or from the organization in terms of trying to fill Yachty's shoes. But as the season unfolded, he started to get more comfortable. Obviously, um, from an offensive standpoint, he was able to get back to where he, he feels he, he normally was at. So you think about that first half of the season, offense was struggling, defense was struggling, team was struggling, and I just think a lot of pressure was put on him. I think the second half he understood what he needs to do. And so I think coming into 2024, it's a bit of a breath of fresh air for him, and, and I think that's uh, good news for all of us. He has Yachty a phone call away if he wants. He has a number of people he can lean on, too. The Yachty uh, arrival will be at some point, right? I mean, he's he's a special advisor, and that's still in development? Yeah, well, I, I spoke with him uh, earlier in the week, and, and I think just coming off a very demanding winter ball, he just really wants to, to take, catch his breath. And then uh, he'll be uh, reporting to Jupiter sometime in uh, mid mid March, and and I think that's fine. And you know, given the the agreement we have in place, it's it's not you know working forty hours a week, seven days, or, or, or I should say four weeks a month kind of job. It's it's really a lot more flexibility built into that, but any wisdom or insights he can share with us, uh, we certainly welcome. Lance Lynn has won a ring as well, and you mentioned him throwing on the side today, throwing a bullpen. What is he looking like? He's going to give you whatever he has left. And and at one point, I mean, he was at top of a rotation-type pitcher. You know, I still think there's some upside with him in terms of, of he knows last year didn't go well for him. He points to, you know, Pitch usage, a, a little bit too much sweeper slider happy. Um, 
especially when he was struggling. You know, he definitely was a guy when he was, was going deeper in the games. Obviously, he was more successful. I think his, his uh, confidence coming into this year pitching at Bush is very high. So expectations are that he can give us those types of innings that we're looking for. And then, you know, you look at this bullpen, it, they might not have the experience necessarily. And when I say that, I mean like, you know, the old grizzled veteran who's been around who can shut things down. But you do have some. Uh, you also have, I think Middleton is more experienced than people realize. He, he's been around a long time. He's a very interesting mix here. Um, how do you evaluate what you have? It seems like you're going to have some decisions to make here at the end of March. I certainly hope so. And and if we do have decisions to make, that means uh, everybody came out of camp healthy. Um, but when you look at the back end of that bullpen right now, I think everybody obviously gravitates to Helsley. But when you look at Middleton and Kittredge, I mean, they were, they were acquired for a reason. And then you, you couple that with, with what you have with Romero and Gallegos, you know, we feel we now have some flexibility seventh, eighth and ninth on any given night um, for leverage and usage. So um, there's obviously some names I, I left off, but that was intentional because there's going to be some competition, especially if we stay healthy. I thought that the arrival of Arenado was interesting and I'm sure you see all of the stuff that gets written and, and what he says to reporters. I found it to be, myself quite refreshing that he's very open and honest about himself. And, and in so many words, he said, you know, he's going to hold himself accountable to be a better leader that sometimes he feels a little uncomfortable telling a younger guy to do something when he's not competing or not competing, but not performing at what he thinks is his highest standard. And perhaps he will be nudged to do that a little bit more that it's okay. I, I my read on Arenado is he wears everything on his sleeve and can be really hard on himself and that's just the way he's wired, isn't it? Look, I think I think there's a lot we can learn from last year, and, and, I, and I think it would be crazy if we don't. So that, that's uh, something that internally we, we, we understand. But it's also a, a really difficult season to necessarily evaluate some people's performances, and Nolan, I think, is one of them because, you know, he, he wants to be part of a winning organization. He wanted to win desperately. I think we all went into – camp last year or into the season thinking we were going to be successful. And so when things weren't working out, he too was putting a, a ton of pressure on himself and trying to probably do more than he really should have. And so, you know, I'm excited about where he is right now, you know, talking with him the last few days, I think he's in a really good headspace. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can get back to where he feels like he's being a, a regular contributor. And if he is, that's good news for the Cardinals. He and Goldschmidt, man, they have been around a long time. They have done a lot. They've seen it all. And Contreras, too. I mean, Contreras has been in this game for a long time. And then you have some young players that you can envision as your core. But I would bet that as an organization, you're not putting too much of a high expectation on them. And I'm talking about Walker, Gorman, and to some extent, Win, although he still has to show a full season. But that is... Interesting. I'm leaving some names out, obviously, but how do you see Walker Gorman as specifically that right hand, left hand combo for the future? Well, I mean, I, I think the big thing for, for Walker is, is how is he going to evolve as a defender? And if he ends up being average or, or even slightly above, then you have a really, really special player. I think in, in Gorman's case is, you know, does he have the ability to play 162 or show he can go 
um, all season because he has some had some lower back issues over time. And then, you know, I think the big addition and, and someone that we missed a lot last year was somebody like a Brendan Donovan. So excited to, to have him back. And then I think going into camp over the next couple of days, it'll be interesting to see like where Dylan Carlson is, is as well, because, you know, obviously he had a, a off season surgery on his ankle. Um, I finished on the IL and so just seeing where he's at, if he's somebody that we can count on to play all three outfield positions or, or ultimately stand in center if Tommy's delayed, I think is going to be critical. Yeah, that's a really good point. And the last thing is Ollie Marmel. And you know, I said this to Matt Pauley. He had a report at the top of the hour. He was talking about Sonny Gray's session and everything. And I said, can we get Ollie Marmel a full spring training? I mean, <laughs> he's, had, he's had to deal with COVID, a lockout, a World Baseball Classic. Again, I'm not making excuses here. I'm just saying fact is fact. I mean, a full a full roster and, and a full spring training for the first time for your manager. Yeah, well, that's the hope. Um, you know, look, I, I'm obviously a very bullish person on Ali. Um, hired him, was a big advocate for him as he was coming up through the system. I think he's a talented guy. Um, we both understand there's a lot of pressure involved in this job. We also understand there's a lot of pressure in 2024, but, you know, we both have a lot of confidence that it's going to work. And, uh, you know, I think we're just both excited to really get it going. It is a big year. And I know you all will take that energy into your first contest and many more to come. It is spring training. It is here and it's exciting. We look forward to all the coverage here on KMOX and thanks for these visits, Mo. We appreciate it. You bet, Tommy. We'll see you down here. I'll see you soon. Stay dry today, 1144. We're going to go to rainy Daytona next. Chris Blair, general manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway. He is going to be with us from the Daytona 500. He joins us right after this. Billikens win! Billikens win! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Again from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Fun show today, great guests, and we continue it now with the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, Chris Blair, joining us from rainy Daytona Beach, Florida. Hello, Chris. How are things? Things are very, very wet. <laughs> I bet they are. That's all I can say. Yeah. I'm actually standing underneath an umbrella at Disney Springs because today is a complete washout and uh Decided to do some of that touristy stuff just so everybody here in Florida could get some of my money before I head back to St. Louis. Yeah, have a little We're fun over with here it. today. <laughs> yeah, well, you know yeah. what? I just got off the phone with John Mosellock. He said they're wet down in Florida in Jupiter, so he's sorry for everybody that's been hanging around there watching workouts. They were able to squeeze in Sonny Gray getting a live BP today, which was great, but they are not doing anything at the track today. Xfinity was canceled yesterday. Uh, they're going to run that tomorrow morning 
at 10 Central, and then 3 o'clock is the start of the Daytona 500 tomorrow. Right, Chris? That is correct, yep. And it was it's, when you look at the weather uh, maps and the radar down here, there's just no way they could get it in. They've got all the best equipment in the world for, for the drying process, but with a two-and-a-half-mile trial racetrack like that, it takes two hours just to get the track dry. And really, there wasn't a window uh, coming up in the next 24 hours where they could have pulled that off. So they made the right call. And I know all the uh, the bars and restaurants and everybody in the Daytona area are really excited about it. And everyone's scrambling to reschedule flights and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough. You know, there's so much uh, uh, enthusiasm. It's going to be such a huge show. And now, uh, you know, we just hope we can rebound and that uh, the rest of the season is uh, sunny and perfect. Well, at least it's President's Day and people have mostly the day off tomorrow so they can enjoy that. Here in St. Louis, you're doing a watch party, aren't you? Uh, it, it, and and you're going to delay that until tomorrow, obviously. Yeah, actually, I'll be, be able to make it back in time. I'm on an early flight tomorrow. I decided I need to get back to the office and uh, get some work done for the uh, Enjoy Illinois 300 coming up on June 1st and 2nd. So I'm coming back and... Uh, you know, knock some stuff out there at the office, then head over to the viewing party. We've got a lot of great giveaways and things, so it, uh, it'll, it'll all work out. That's great. One of your defending champions is on the pole, and that is Joey Logano. Last year, he came within, I mean, a few feet of winning that thing, I would say. I talked to him about it, and here is what he said. You're always going to be frustrated being that close to winning the Great American Race and not winning it, right? Like right there, just a caution coming out a little sooner changes the, the, the answer of who won the race. But, uh, you know, I mean, we were in position. We were doing everything correctly. It is what it is. Um, you got to be in those positions multiple times to, to win. And so uh, as long as we're sitting there, right, and, and obviously we want to win that one. You got to wait a whole another year to have an opportunity to win the Daytona 500, but we were really close. You can tell it really gets to him and he is on the pole team Penske with Joey Logano, Chris, I'd say he's got a good chance as anybody. Yeah, he really does. You know, Joey, he has the ability to rise to the occasion time and time again. I'm really focused on what's going to happen uh, with Christopher Bell. Spent a lot of time with him yesterday. Uh, he was doing some uh, social media work for us and you know, he's a winner. He was the 2016 winner of our NASCAR truck race. And he told me, he said, what gets me? He says, I always ran really, really good there in the trucks. And he said, I haven't really done much at all in the uh, Cup Series. He said, so it's time. He said, then your track is definitely one that he wants to, to win on. So uh, he's pretty excited. He looked so good with his win Thursday night in the uh, second one of the duels. And uh, you know, I think this is going to be one of those years I think Christopher is really going to break out. You know, He's made the championship for the last two years. He's really pumped up. He's got his confidence. And I think you're going to see some great things from him. That's who I'm picking. Uh, for tomorrow's big race. You got Christopher Christopher Bell. I'm going to roll with Logano uh, going chalk there with the number one, but we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Who else uh, could surprise or make a run at it tomorrow? I think a lot of it's going to depend on just how the teams, uh, you know, how the team orders work out. I don't know if you were watching on Thursday night when those uh, Toyotas got together. Man, they were tough to beat. They would get together in a pack, and they were all working well. Uh, So they looked fantastic. Uh, I think if it's one of those where there's a little bit of a breakaway, I think you probably got to give a little bit of an advantage to the Fords like Logano because they seem to look really, really good on single car efforts. So uh, if it's a pack race, if there's bu- if they're bunched up there at the end, look for the, uh, Toyota to work together. If there's a little bit of a breakaway, I'd be looking at one of those Fords like Logano. This is Chris Blair at the Daytona 500. It has been postponed. The last time it was postponed a full day 
was in 2012. NASCAR completed 20 laps in 2020 before rain halted activity and the race resumed the next day, but they have postponed the race until tomorrow. Uh, I mentioned the Enjoy Illinois 300. You and I have a great partnership where I have uh, helped you out through the years as an ambassador of sorts, brand ambassador for this race, and really thrilled that you've sold out the first two and ready for you to do it again. The Enjoy Illinois 300, first weekend in June at Worldwide Technology Raceway. What are some of the new things that you are busting out this time around? It is obviously more than just the fabulous NASCAR drivers. It is a weekend event. Yeah, and one of the things we were down here for this weekend was some of the meetings and looking at some of the new enhancements that we're working with NASCAR and the folks from CSM Development to bring to the racetrack to add to that fan experience. So the new NASCAR fan experience, which we had, uh, some egg segments of it last year on our infield. That's uh, There's been a complete makeover of that. So the Gateway Garage experience is going to be absolutely incredible uh, based on these new pieces that we're looking at. Uh, I spent some time over in the kids zone on Friday uh, with the all new things that are coming with that. So it's going to be something that's great for the entire family. So you've got those assets that are just absolutely so, uh, so incredible. It gets you behind the scenes, look at everything going on in the sport. But then all the musical lineups that we have with the, uh, Ludicrous performing on Saturday night, Riley Green on Sunday after the race, uh, Big and Rich, Gretchen Wilson. Uh, there's so much, and we've we've got another one that's still to come that we're going to be announcing in March, another big headliner. Oh. But, you know, it was, it was so happy uh, the other day during the Super Bowl halftime show when Ludicrous popped out because we just announced a few days earlier that he was coming to our place, and then to see that. Uh, it, it really was. Uh, timing was everything, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I mentioned it when I was watching it at home. I said, oh, there's our guy. He's going to be there at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway the weekend, the first weekend in June. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, tickets are available right now, right? WWTRaceway.com, and you got a whole weekend of stuff. Now, the race itself is on Sunday, June 2nd, but you really start the activity on Friday, May 31st. Yeah, we have NASCAR Truck Series practice and qualifying. We'll have the Fan Fest down at Ballpark Village with a NASCAR Holler Parade going on on Friday afternoon this year. Uh, lots of great activities uh, you know, rolling into Saturday with the NASCAR Truck Series uh, Toyota 200. Uh, there's just so much going on. It's a full weekend, so you can just you know make the plans to come out, set up camp. And we've expanded out our camping area, so it's the perfect getaway for a weekend. Just have some fun with the family and see a little bit of everything. Big-time stuff. Enjoy Illinois 300 is at Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 2nd, 300 miles. That means 240 laps at that mile-and-a-quarter track in Madison, Illinois. Can't wait for it. Thanks for the report from Daytona, and enjoy yourself in uh, Florida as you get uh, things wrapped up. (laughs) All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for joining us on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.